Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast with your host, Kyle Marcotte. On the Own Your Own Time podcast, we talk about how to become financially free and own your time. Hope you enjoy. Today, we have Jerome Myers on the podcast. Jerome Myers leads the Myers Development Group, which focuses on buying value-add apartment buildings. Currently, Mr. Myers is asset manager for approximately 90 units and 90,000 square feet of workforce housing across Virginia and North Carolina. Outside of his personal portfolio, Jerome hosts the Dreamcatchers podcast and also coaches other real estate investors on the Myers method of multifamily investing. Welcome to the show, Jerome. Kyle, thanks for having me, man. Super excited to be with you today. Great. So can you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you've gotten to where you are today? Column Corporate America Dropout. <laughs> yeah, I had a number of different careers or a number of different phases in my career. My, my last job and probably the only thing really worth talking about, I built a $20 million business for a company over the course of about a year. We went from zero employees, I was employee number two, to about 170 in eight months. Built out about a $20 million over that first year. Had about 30% profit margin. And then I had to lay folks off. And I said, I never want to do this again. They forced me through the process. I had to go through the full brunt of it, um, go full circle, get back to November of the next year, find out that we had to do the same thing again. I said, I'm done. Uh, I fortunately, I live kind of frugal, uh, saved a lot. And so I had the opportunity to just walk out the door. And so I dropped out, thought I was going to buy an apartment building. That didn't work out, had to start fixing and flipping houses, and we can dig into why that didn't work out over the course of our conversation. And then eventually I was able to get back into the space, but it took me about a year from the time that I walked out until the time I closed my first deal. Awesome, man. Why did you choose multifamily? Well, I chose multifamily because I went back to a conversation I had with my buddy my sophomore year in college. We were sitting on a stoop. And we started doing the math because that's what engineering students do, right? And it's like, I pay $395, you pay $395. We both have two roommates. So that's like $1,200 a unit or, yeah. I was just like, what does the guy do that owns this place? And then we multiplied it all the way out. He's making about $700,000 a year. we never seen him. we never talked to him. It's like, man, this is amazing. He's figured out how to decouple his time for money. And so... We didn't know anybody. So I'm the son of a soldier and a stay-at-home mom. We didn't have attorneys and doctors and real estate investors coming over to our house for dinner. So I didn't know anybody that was in the space. And so we went on this journey. It took us about 15 years to figure it out to get into the multifamily space. But you know, when I did that soul searching after laying folks off and trying to decide what was going to be next or how it was going to go, I went back to that conversation because that was what I really wanted to do. I just didn't know how to get into the space. That's amazing. And I really want to focus on something that you said. He decoupled his time from his money. And that is so true. That is why multifamily is so powerful. So with that being said, let's dive into your first multifamily deal. Yeah, man. So I'll I'll give you the full transition because I went from fixing and flipping to wholesale, or I'm sorry, into multifamily. And so the first deal was done with a fellow investor in Richmond, Virginia. I was sitting on a porch of one of my fix and flips. He pulled up, he was like, hey man, let me check out your finishes. We're getting ready to do a fix and flip or a rental down the street. I just wanna see what types of finishes folks are putting in right now. So he walks in, he starts talking and he's like, man, I like this, I like that, I don't like this. And he said, I'm getting ready to make an offer on a building in Churchill, do you know anything about it? I was like, yeah, man, I really wanted to buy that building. I tried four months ago, I went to like 10 different banks. They told me that I wasn't gonna be able to do it because I didn't have experience. And I was going down the list, I was like, guys, I'm a licensed engineer, I got an MBA, I'm a general contractor. 
I kept going down the list of all these qualifications. I just built a $20 million business. What do you mean you won't give me a million dollar loan? And they're like, yeah, you don't have any experience. And the fact of the matter is if you're trying to get into the space and you want to be an operator, you need to sign a loan in order to be able to get other loans. And so, and I guess the piece of that is you got to go in with somebody else. How do you get experience if you don't have experience? And so he eventually um, made the offer, didn't get accepted. He went and talked to one of my buddies and the guy said, hey, that's the one Jerome was talking about. I'm only doing the deal if he does a deal. And so it was the three of us. And then the broker who brought the guy the deal joined the team. And then we were like, there's one piece missing. And so we added a property manager in. And so the five of us went and bought this 23 unit apartment complex. And we thought it was going to go great because we had all the parts and pieces and it didn't. I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. And so we learned a ton in that one. And that's part of the reason why I want to talk about it, especially with, you know, your target audience. Yeah. So what are some of the lessons that you did learn from that deal? Uh, I think the most important thing is you need to partner in order to get into the space, but make sure you know your partners. Um, since that deal, everybody that I partner with is people that I've known for over five, 10, even 15 years. Um, I've got partners from high school and deals with me. As soon as you put your plan together and then you go buy the deal, it's likely that some of your assumptions are going to be wrong. And in that, you got to be able to know that your partners have your back. Uh, one of my favorite illustrations is four guys in a boat two on one end, two on the other end. And there's a hole in one end of the boat and water's coming in and two guys have buckets. The other guys are saying, I'm glad that hole isn't in our end of the boat. Fact of the matter is it's in everybody's end of the boat because the boat's going to sink if you don't get the water out. And so you really want to know that you have people who are going to roll up their sleeves and get buckets out when something goes wrong. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when things go wrong. And so that's uh, the biggest lesson I think people can take away. Uh, it's tempting to go to a conference and then go partner with somebody that you just met at a conference. But when I think about partnership, I really think about getting married, right? You're tying your financial future together for one, two, three, five, even 10 years, depending on the structure of the deal and the business plan. And a lot of people kind of skip over that place. If you're passive investing as an LP in a syndication, completely different. When you're signing the loan, you want to make sure that you have the right people signing the loan with you because, you know, you're guaranteeing, I think. And even if you have a non-recourse loan, there are carve outs that if something goes wrong, that that loan can become recourse. And a whole lot of people don't really understand that piece when they get into the space. Yeah, that's a great point on the carve outs. I think that that is something that's super important for when you're pitching someone to sign on your loan or be a KP, you do have to educate them in the fact that there are several carve outs, especially, you know, simple ones as far as like reserve numbers not being high enough, which can even uh, make the deal recourse, which is interesting. Um, the one thing I do really want to point out again is, is the partnership. So you're saying that you need to know this person for a long time. And I'd go as, as far as to say, you should even have them take a personality test and you take one as well and see where you guys line up as well. So that everybody knows um, everyone's cards are on the table. Cause it is like getting married. Um, I've actually done that with a partner. I've had them take the uh, Jordan Peterson personality test online and it's basically $9 and it's one of the best $9 I've ever spent. Told me a lot about myself. Um, and I think that it's, it's one of the personality tests that you cannot fake. So it'll ask you questions like, would you say that you're honest or hardworking? And like, you know, you can't really, there's no way to fake that, right? That tells you a lot about your personality. You can either choose to be more hardworking or more honest and you kind of see where people fall in those kind of questions. So definitely a good thing to really vet your partners and make sure that you know uh, who they are because you don't want people who are going to back out and, and uh, say that they're glad the hole is not in their end of the boat. That's a great analogy, by the way. 
So what advice would you give your 20 year old self? Start sooner, right? I mean, at the end of the day, time is your biggest ally in this space. And so the quicker you can get into the space, the more experience you have, that gives you opportunity to establish your track record, gives you a real opportunity to get access to deals that most people won't be able to see. I think the big thing for us is we don't really have to buy anything off market anymore. We get to see things before they hit the marketplace these days. And, you know, in fact, if a broker doesn't send us a deal before it goes to market, then we don't even participate. We send them an email and say, hey, I really wish you would have showed us this before you showed it to everybody. And then we move on to the next one. Amazing. Time is you're definitely your biggest ally. So what is a book recommendation that you'd give to the audience? I like a lot of different books. Uh, it depends on really where they want to go. And so and I don't, I don't want to complicate this question too much. I think Joe Fairless probably wrote a really great book on apartment syndication. And so, you know, if your goal is to get into syndications, go do that one. If you're just a mindset person and you're trying to get into the space, because this truly is entrepreneurship, you're not buying a piece of real estate, you're buying a business that's attached to a piece of real estate. Uh, I, I like Millionaire Mindset by Dean Graziosi as my mindset book. Amazing recommendations. And also a great point is the fact that you are buying a business. Uh, definitely don't forget that. And uh, if you are just starting in real estate, that's not just a property. There's so many moving parts and you have uh, people's lives that you're responsible for as well. So it definitely is a business and it's important to treat it as such. So Jerome, it's been great having you, but where can people contact you online? Yeah, we've got a two or three different places people can go. I think the best place to go is MyersMethods.com. And that'll get you a free four-step guide where we dive deeper into our approach. We are JV focused. We, we're not big on syndications, especially for people just getting into the space. Uh, I think a lot of people will offer you a lot of different ways. And there's a ton of educators in the space. I do believe in education. I did it the hard way. You know, I've listened to like 40 hours of content a week for years on end. And that has allowed me to learn a lot of stuff. But I, it was probably the most inefficient and ineffective way to do it. There's a lot of educators out there that will, we talked about a three series Beamer beforehand, right? That will charge you the cost of a three series Beamer, a used one to teach you multifamily investing. I don't think people need that early on. Um, and I, I, like, and I, I like to describe it this way. If you're going fishing, it's not smart to go try to take down Moby Dick in your first fishing expedition. You probably want to go tuna fishing. You get one of those, get two of those, you figure it out, then you can work your way up. A lot of gurus are in the space and they're saying, hey, just go big, go buy 100, 150, 200 unit deal. And the fact of the matter is you probably only have a single family home to your name, right? So you've got a $250,000 or less transaction that you've done. Now you're going to go do 10 million. It just doesn't make sense. What we teach folks to do is go do a 500000 to $1.5 million deal, you and your friends, just like I did it. Um, and we teach people how to do that in the JV structure and do it legally. A lot of folks are doing things the wrong way. If you're not careful, you can get in real trouble. And so at MyersMethods.com, we walk people through that process, give them opportunity to learn about it. And then we also started a podcast called Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. And on that podcast, I talk to operators from all across the country and we break it down in 10, 15, 20 minutes on you know what happened on their deal, where did they mess up? How did they fix it? What did it cost to get through that? And you know, we're trying to take out the happily ever after fairy tale that you get on a lot of different podcasts. Um, 
it's going to go wrong. There's going to be something wrong. It doesn't matter how great your plan is. doesn't matter how thorough you are in your due diligence. There's going to be something to go wrong. And all that really matters is how you work that out, being able to solve those problems. That's, that's the whole game. And so, you know, we, we want to attract people to the space that are interested in making money, but also making an improvement in the community. So if that is you and what you want to do, um, hit us up on MyersMethods.com and you can learn more about that and then check out our podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. You've been a wealth of knowledge, a lot of great analogies, uh, a lot of great stories and tips. So thank you so much for coming on, taking the time. Sure, man. Thanks for having me, Kyle.